Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back to the Quick Brain Podcast. I am your Quick Brain Coach, Jim Quick, and thanks for tuning in. And this is your online academy. It's not even a podcast. We love reading the reviews because everyone is just downloading every single episode because they're only 10 or 15 minutes long, and then you have it on demand, Quick Brain On Demand. Next time you need to give a presentation without notes, you have your episode. Next time you're at the grocery store, you need to remember the top 10 favorite brain foods. Tune into it. Next time you want to remember your dreams, you can do that also as well. And speaking of dreams, we are going to be talking about sleep, specifically how to improve your memory by getting a good night's sleep. And we all know that we think best when we're rested, right? A clear, alert brain allows us to focus, learn, remember, to be creative even. On the other hand, when we're sleepy, we make more mistakes and we are less productive in school and in work. And nobody knows this better than our guest today. We're bringing him back. His name is Dr. Michael Bruce. He is the sleep doctor, literally. You've seen him on Dr. Oz close to 40 times and he has keynoted our Quick Brain Conference and amazing high ratings and reviews from that. And he also happens to be my sleep doctor because even the best of the best have coaches. And so we brought him here to share his favorite tips to help improve your memory by getting a good night's rest. Thanks for being back, Dr. Bruce. Thanks for having me, Jim. I'm excited to be here. Hello to all of you quick brainers out there. I love it that we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. So the point of the show here is to give very simple, easy brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster, who want to achieve more, and they can't do that without proper sleep. And so where do, where do we start? I mean, how, how is memory, cognition, focus, thinking, decision-making, how is that all affected when it comes to getting good night's rest? So it's pretty amazing. Um, and it seems obvious, right? If you're tired, you're not going to remember things too well. But, you know, when we really break it down and we start to look at cognitive function and executive function and sort of what happens, sleep plays a very pivotal role. One of the things we now know is that REM sleep in particular is where you move information from your short-term memory to your long-term memory, right? That's critical for all of us out there that are learning, reading, you know, following all of this amazing advice every day. You know, if we're not sleeping well, we're not going to actually log that in and stick it into our heads in the way we need to. But before we jump into that, I thought I would have an opportunity, if you're cool with it, yeah. is to explain to people what is sleep. How does it work? Very briefly, so that way they can really understand the stages and understand how sleep affects memory directly. Let's do that because I know we have a lot of students and a lot of high performers listening and lots of them will say that they crammed all night, they pull all-nighters preparing right. for this presentation or this midterm or this shareholders meeting or whatever it is, and that could be incredibly counterproductive. Absolutely. So first of all, there are two systems in the brain that create sleep in a human being. One is called your drive, the other is called your rhythm. So drive is a lot like hunger, right? So I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I eat something and then that drive begins to dissipate. The same holds true with sleep. Sleep is something that happens over the course of time. It turns out on a super duper microbiological level, when a cell eats a piece of glucose, something comes out the back end. One of those things is something called adenosine. Adenosine makes its way through your body and hits your brain to a very specific adenosine receptor site. As that piles up and you have more and more adenosine, you get sleepier and sleepier and sleepier. 
Here's kind of an interesting little extra fact. If you look at the molecular structure of adenosine and the molecular structure of caffeine, they're off by one molecule. Wow. Just one. So when you drink a cup of coffee, it blocks that adenosine from hitting that receptor site. And that's one of the reasons you don't get sleepy. But let's, I digress. You know, I I go off on these little tangents because I think all this stuff is kind of cool because I'm a sleep nerd. But there's also something called rhythm. So your circadian rhythm. And that's also another interesting area. So you ever notice that you have a tendency to get hungry around breakfast time, lunch time, and dinner time? Same holds true with sleep. Is our bodies naturally have a tendency to get sleepy right around the 10 to 11 o'clock mark. This has a lot to do with our core body temperature. Now, many of you out there may have had experiences where you had too much drive and not enough rhythm or too much rhythm and not enough drive. So let's talk about that for a quick second ever been working in the garden or you went out for a bike ride or you were just out with family and friends and you are exhausted. I mean, it was an all day affair. Maybe you're shopping for gifts. Maybe it's relatives in town, you know, those types of things that can kind of be a little bit on the stressful side and you can be super exhausted. You get home, it's eight o'clock at night and you think, you know what? I'm just going to crawl into bed. Your normal bedtime is 10, 30, 11 o'clock, but you're so exhausted. You're so sleep deprived. You know, you can go out. You get into bed. It's dark. It's quiet. It's cold. And then nothing happens. You sit and stare at the ceiling and get more and more pissed off the more you sit there, right? This is a situation where you've got lots of drive, but your rhythm isn't there because it's not your bedtime yet. Even though you're so incredibly tired, your body won't click that switch over and allow you to go to sleep. The same holds true actually in the opposite direction. So a lot of people, maybe after dinner, they're sitting on the couch, watching the ball game, uh, you know, watching a game show, whatever it is they're doing, and before they know it, they've closed their eyes and they've taken a little 45 minute nap at about seven o'clock at night. Their loved one comes over, taps them on the shoulder, says, hey, you know, you're, you're asleep on the couch again. They wake up, oh, okay, go upstairs, decide it's time to probably go to bed, right? Then they get in bed at their normal bedtime, but because they took that nap, that drive is down and guess what? Problems again. So having that balance turns out to be critically important. So it's all about consistency. So one of my, I'm going to give everybody five tips in this podcast of things that they can do tonight to improve their sleep. And one of them is waking up at the same time every day, no matter what time you went to sleep. Now, that's not so easy, right? Because Friday night you go out, you hang out with some friends, you're up until midnight, one o'clock. Do you really want to get up at 6.30 Saturday morning? Yes, you do. If you want good sleep and you want good memory and you want to have good focus, you want to wake up at the same time every day. So let's get into the stages real quick. Stages one and stages two make up about 50-55% of sleep. They really don't have a lot to do with memory. Um, We don't actually know a lot about what they do, but we do know a lot about stage three and four, which is called deep or delta sleep. This is your physically restorative sleep. This is a wake up and feel great sleep, right? Turns out that's usually in the first third of the night. In the last third of the night is where we see REM sleep. This is where we're hitting the memory stride, okay? So during stage three, four sleep, one of the other functions besides physical restoration is a filter. And we actually filter out all the crappy information that we've been getting during the day. The ads that have gone by on the, on the social media, on, the, you know, on your phone, on the television, on the billboards, what have you. All that information has been logged in your head. Stage three and four sleep filters through it and figures out what the good stuff is. REM sleep is where you move the good stuff from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Not only that, you create an organizational substructure in your head that attaches that piece of information to other pieces of information. That way you can recall easier. When you think of one thing, it helps you think of another fact. That process, by the way, of attaching the pieces of information together, we think that's why we dream. 
kind of interesting, right? Because we dream about things we learned about that day that are familiar to us and they're making those associations. So a big realization that scientists had fairly recently is during this memory process, which you've got to give yourself enough time to do, that's when we dream and that's part of the whole process. And by the way, talking about that, if you're one of these people who say, I never dream, you know what? Maybe you're not sleeping enough. By the way, everybody dreams. You don't always remember your dreams, but for some people, if they're not getting enough REM sleep and maybe you've got a tracking device that's helping you monitor that because we know there's a lot of trackers out there these days and REM sleep is actually one of the easiest stages to identify. We know that if you're tracking your sleep and you're not quite getting enough, add a little bit of extra sleep to the end of your night and you'll be surprised at how much more REM sleep that you might get. I love that. So that's that's tip number one is set a real schedule and stick to it. Set a real schedule and stick to it. Step number two has to do with caffeine. Okay. All right. So look, caffeine is a performance enhancer. There's no question about that. We know it's a stimulant, but caffeine has a half-life of between six and eight hours. Wow. Right. Many people don't know that. So I'm asking people for step number two to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Right. Step two, stop by two. The reason is, is we want to give your body enough time to get that caffeine eliminated so that way it's not affecting your ability to fall asleep. Now, I know there's a quick brainer out there who's going to say, Dr. Bruce, you don't know what you're talking about. I can drink a cup of coffee an hour before bed and go right to sleep. Well, Two reasons why that might be occurring. Number one, that person is so doggone sleep deprived, there's no way that anything would stop them. Um, But number two, if I put electrodes on their head and I looked at the quality of the sleep that they were getting, they're stuck in stage one, stage two, not getting the good stuff, not getting REM sleep, and that's going to be a problem. By the way, kind of an interesting fact, uh, one of the easiest ways that when I evaluate patients um, is I ask them memory questions. So I say, do you ever walk into a room and forget why you're there? Do you find yourself losing your keys? Do you go to the store and can't remember everything on the list? Those are definitely signs of sleep deprivation. So step number two is stop caffeine by 2 2 p.m. Step number three has to do with alcohol. Now, I'm not a teetotaler. I don't have any problems with people drinking alcohol. But you got to be careful because there's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out. Right? We don't like the passing out side. We like the going to sleep side. So the average human body takes approximately one hour to digest one alcoholic beverage. So if you have two glasses of wine at dinner, which is about the maximum that you want to have, the data would suggest that it will increase your sleep by about 10 to 12 minutes. Once you go into that third drink, that's when it will have major effects on stage three, four sleep and that restorative feeling. This, by the way, is one of the reasons that people get a hangover is because the alcohol affects their ability to get stage three, four sleep, which is that physical restoration. So they wake up and they feel like crap. Well, that's because of the alcohol. So if you can stop alcohol, step number three is to stop alcohol three hours before lights out. So you notice the pattern here. Stick with one schedule with step one. Stop caffeine by two is step two. Stop alcohol three hours before bed is step three. So you you got it. One, two, three, right? Very memorable. Uh, That's the goal, right? Because I'm working with the memory guy because this is what Jim Quick taught me how to do. So this was all developed based on Jim's idea. So I want everybody to concentrate and make this thing happen because he's the man. Step number four has to do with exercise. Hmm. There is no better way to improve the quality of your sleep 
than exercise. It's a very well-known fact in the data and in the literature. Um, however, for some people, exercise jazzes them up. They get too excited after it. They've got too much energy after it. Uh, for example, my dolphins from my chronotype book, these are my problem sleepers. A lot of my insomnia folks, I'm having them exercise in the morning because they get so jazzed and ready for the day, they can't exercise at night. So stopping exercise approximately four hours before bed, that's step four, four hours before <laughs> bed, you will actually find that not only does it improve your sleep, but it doesn't disrupt your sleep. I highly recommend if you haven't heard the episode with Dr. Michael Bruce on chronotypes in terms of when to actually study, this is the power of when is based on his book. Uh, make sure you listen to that episode after this one. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a good one for sure. And then step number five is to give the sun a high five every morning for 15 minutes. What I mean by that is get light exposure. Even if it's wintertime, even if you're in a part of the world that doesn't have great sunlight, sunlight actually resets your circadian clock and turns off that melatonin faucet in your brain. So one of the reasons people get morning fog or fuzzy headed in the morning is because that melatonin faucet is actually still going. Walk over to the window and get some direct sunlight. Direct sunlight literally shuts that whole faucet down. You have these special cells in your eyes called melanopsin cells, and they're very reactive to light. They send a signal to a part of your brain called the pineal gland that says stop melatonin production, period. This is how um, actually a lot of the military works. So what they'll do is they'll raise all the shades right when the sun comes up and wake everybody up because they know this is something that's gonna be able to work well for them. As a matter of fact, I have a colleague who is the sleep specialist for NASA. And he's in charge of the guys up in the space station. And they actually, wow. I know, it's amazing. They, and you know, they can't get sleepy up there in a bad way. Believe it or not, their day is every 90 minutes. They see the sunrise and then the sun goes down 90 minutes later. Because, you know, the, the space station's whipping around the Earth, right? And so they go on the backside, they can't see the sun, it's their nighttime. That happens every 90 minutes. So their circadian rhythms are all messed up. They're always trying to figure it out. And so one of the things that I learned from my friend Smith Johnston is light. And so there's not a whole lot of light in space. So they actually have light boxes, believe it or not, that they wake up and get in front of. And by the way, for folks out there, there are commercially available light boxes. You can go to Amazon and find them out there. I actually use them for my patients who have a little bit of depression, especially those winter blues. You know, there's a lot of people out there that kind of get a little depressed during the wintertime. That actually has to do with a lack of sunlight, right? And we also know that depression can have a big effect on focus, on memory, on all of those things. So it all is tying together that people need to get a good five minutes of sunlight, maybe even as many as 15. So step number five is giving that sun a high five in the morning. So in quick review, step one, stick to one sleep schedule. Step two, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step three, stop alcohol three hours before bed. Step four, stop exercise four hours before bed. And step five is give the sun a high five every morning and get 15 minutes of sunlight. Dude, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love that. High five. <laughs> One of the things I think that our, our listeners, our quick brains could appreciate the most is they're so simple and, and they're free. When yep. we're talking about staying on a schedule, we're talking about exercise and we're talking about you know being outside in the sun, yeah. it doesn't cost anything. Thank goodness. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And so Dr. Michael Bruce here talking about sleep and memory. And not only does sleep help with memory according to the research, it also helps you with problem solving and creative insight, all those important things. And I asked Dr. Bruce to put together something very special because I know from the feedback we've gotten from our quick brain listeners is that sleep is an issue 
issue. And it's a, it's a very serious issue when oh, yeah. it comes to maintaining a very healthy, quick brain, to be able to go out there, to learn faster, to achieve more. And so if you or somebody that you love has issues with their sleep, or maybe they're okay, but you just want to take it to the next level, you could go to quicklearning.com forward slash sleep doctor, quicklearning.com forward slash sleep doctor for a very special package that Dr. Bruce put together for our listeners. And thank you so much for that. I'm excited for it. I think this is going to be perfect for them. It's actually a 28-night program that they can follow. And again, the tips in it are as, as simple as what we've been talking about today. It's not like you got to go out and buy a new everything, right? There's a lot of things that people can do to get their sleep together tonight. That's a beautiful thing. And I, I could tell you because Dr. Bruce is my sleep doctor personally, <laughs> and I like to bring you the, the best of the best. Thank you so much, Dr. Bruce, for being here. So thanks for having me, Jim. I want to say sweet dreams to all those quick brains out there myself. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's K-W-I-K brain.com.